0: tonight called the blessed life. So if you have your bibles, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 8 through to 9. And these last couple of weeks we've been looking at this uh, blessed life. We've seen and we've gone through the bible and we've learned that it's God's nature to bless. Amen. He is the blesser Amen. Hallelujah. He's the God that wants to bless. And uh, we, tonight we're going to look at some keys to blessing and how to succeed in gaining the blessing of God in your life tonight. And the reason why we're doing these series is, you know what, you can come across some uh, gospel preachers on YouTube, and they'd be like, you know what, it's the prosperity gospel, name it, claim it, you know what, all these sort of things. And sometimes we could have this false idea of like, you know what, Nah, maybe not the blessing because it just seems kind of weird. No, no, the blessed life is real, and God wants to bless us as His people, His children. And so that's why we're going through it so we can gain a better biblical understanding of what God's word says about the blessed life. Amen. So, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through to 9, it reads this Finally, all of you be of one mind. Say one mind. Having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for revi- reviling. Man, isn't that funny? You know, the world is like, no, no, I'm going to pay back. You pay me back, I'll pay you. It's like, you know what? It's, it's completely different. So the kingdom of God is this, be hearted, be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this. You see this? We were called into this blessing, that you may inherit a blessing. Amen. So tonight, if you're taking note, number one, let's consider relationships tonight relationships the first thing that pops out of our text is a relational nature of blessing it's not all about that base about that base it's about that relationship <laughs> it's about the really it comes down to relationships it comes down to your attitude it's all about the attitude towards others in relationships come on do I have any witnesses tonight? Because this is what really, this makes sense. When it comes to the essence of life, really the blessing comes down to relationships. It comes down to relationships. Real blessing isn't about money. Thank God for money and how much it can bless our lives. But it's not about that. Real blessing is in relationships. Can you say amen tonight? blessing with our brothers and sisters in Christ. What a blessing that we can come to church and be like, you know, we've got this unity together as brothers and sisters. This is what family is all about. The real blessing with relationships. If you're married, the blessing is your relationship with your husband or your wife. If you've got children, the relationship is a blessing with your kids. That's the real blessing, amen? It's the real blessing to be around your daughter, your son, to be around the brothers and sisters in Christ. And the Bible teaches us that we should understand that God's blessing is not only in material things, but it's in relationships. That God wants to bless you with the right person. And I'm talking about husband and a wife. God wants to bless you with good friends. Come on, good godly friends that have some godly convictions. That they don't want to go into the nightclubs. Oh, come on! I'm preaching tonight. That you know, oh, they don't want to go to the nightclubs and start grinding with someone else. Come on now. Real blessing is when you find friendship that are godly. Come on now, that are godly friendships. Amen. And the Bible teaches us it's not good for man to be what alone. It ain't good. It ain't good, man. I feel like uh, you know, there's a some um uncle in, uh, in Strathpine, he always says, it's no good, it's, it's just, it's, it's no good, and you know when God saw Adam in the garden, he said, hey, it's no good, it's not a good thing to be alone, eh, it's like, oh man, and so here it is, God sees how uh, lonely he was and says, man, I need to bless Adam with a companion, with a friend, with a wife, and this blessing is with relationships, blessing is not about money, How many know that won't satisfy the deep longing heart's desire? It's not even about health. I mean, you can go to the gym and have awesome six-pack abs like, you know, brother Joseph in the back there. Hello. (laughs) 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 But man, it's about having real blessings with your brothers and sisters in Christ and also relationships with one another. Amen. Uh, Listen to Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 25. Listen to this. One day an expert in religious law, he stood up to test Jesus by asking him the question, Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you interpret it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. All your strength and all your mind. And love your neighbors as yourself. And listen to Jesus' response. He said, yes, you have answered rightly. Jesus said, do this and you will live. You see, the man's question to Jesus had to do with heaven and eternity. But eternal life is not only the sweet by and by, but a quality of life here and now. Here on earth that you can have, you know what, this blessing here right now. You know, Jesus came to give life, right? He came to give life and life more abundantly. He came so that, you know what, you don't have to be alone. He, he came, the Bible talks about how He brings those who are in solitary, those who are lonely, and He brings them in a the family. And those in the church, you know what I'm telling you, it's depending on us. When Are we going to love God and love others where God brings in people? Are we going to love the lonely? Not only that, are we going to love those who are Unlovable. Come on, there's someone, the, the guy that came in on Sunday morning, sometimes he comes in drunk. Sometimes he comes in drunk, but man, I'm telling you, he's like, yes, Lord, yes, I'm sick. man, yeah, come in, brother. Come in, you come in as you are, let Christ change you, let Christ sober you up. Let him transform you. Man, I love it, and that's why God's called us, to love the unlovable. That God brings them in the church, God brings them into the family, and we ought to love God and love people. It's the blessing of relationships. God wants this to be the unity for our church is to love him and love others while we live, that we can experience heaven on earth, that we can experience such a blessing. I mean, this is so simple. How amazing Christianity is, is that simply this, love God and love your neighbor. 1 yep. John chapter 2, verse 10 says this, He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. I'll say that again, he who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. I don't know about you but having no cause or occasion for stumbling sounds like a fairly blessed life. You know think about the dynamics of life, at the end of the day what really matters is relationships. Every step of the way in your life has a relational element to it, your family, your spouse, Your friends, your workmates, your neighbors, your school friends, your brothers and sisters in Christ. That we should grow in favor with God and man. That is the experience of life's richest blessings. It's relationships. Our text says, and the first key to our inheritance or, or receiving this blessing has to do with the way you treat people. It has to do with, you know what, how you talk to them, the way you perceive people. Really, the, the, the blessing comes upon you. It comes down to this. Do you have a compassion for people? Are you tender-hearted? It has to do with guarding your tongue, keeping it from gossip and negativity. It has to do with courtesy and forgiveness. I mean, this, the Bible is telling us so clear. It tells us, you know what, not evil for evil. Yeah. Amen tenderhearted be uh, courteous compassionate for one another I mean that's that's the Bible right here and we ought to do the same and and that's how you experience real blessing is that when you begin to say you know what I'm not going to treat you uh, with such evil I'm not going to speak to you uh, with such evil but I'm going to show Christ's love I'm going to love you the way Christ loves me. I'm going to forgive you the way Christ forgive me. And the reason why people can't forgive is because they don't realize how much they've been forgiven. You can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have. You know what? That's why when we get saved and we receive such forgiveness, we're able to now love others. We're able to now, you know what, open up our houses to people. We're able to, you know what, visit the sick. We're able to go out. Why? Because we know what it's like. We've been there and we want to show the love of God. And I'm telling you, that is the real blessing. When we see others come to know Christ. When we see, uh, you know what, our friends and families to love them as Christ loved them. And I'm I'm telling you, you know what? We ought to not shut our families off. We ought to not, you know what, bang, bang. Uh, you know what? Tell them, hey, look, listen, now, stay away from me. We ought to show them Christ's love. Yeah. I've burnt so many bridges, I regret it. Yeah. That, you know, I was like, oh man, I'm just going to fall for Jesus. Oh, i leave you behind, mate. <laughs> it's like, man, I'll just completely burn those bridges. And it's like, man, I should have been loving them the way Christ loved them. Man, I should have showed them Christ's love to them back then. But because I was so zealous, I was like, oh yeah, come on, come on, come on. I totally missed the compassionate heart of God. Completely missing out that relationship to love God and to love people. I remember the the first uh, time where we were going to get sent out to Kabulcha. And uh, after hearing all these sermons, Pastor Mitchell stands up and he says uh, one line from his wife. And his wife said this, you know what, Uh, I'm going to just... Uh, Everyone that walks through those doors, I'm going to love them. And out of all the sermons that I've heard, I was like, man, you know what? That's that's, uh, that phrase right there. Love everyone that walks through those doors. Amen. 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 Everyone that walks through those doors, I'm going to love them. I remember going to Kabbalah and there's like old people, there's young people, there's broken people, homeless people. I'm just like, whoa, God, you know what? And it's it's just, we love them. I remember preaching to just the one. I mean, just one person that walks in. There was times when I'd be playing the guitar, my wife at the back trying to change Harry's nappy, trying to do the sound. And say, turn turn the mic up, turn the mic up. Kids, sit down, hurry up. Pioneering, I'm telling you, pioneering and yet loving people in the midst of it. Loving people and loving God, loving your wife, loving your kids. What a blessing it is. And our text says the first key to our inheritance of blessing has to do with the way you treat people. This is not a question, but listen to this. Are you going to obey God and love people? If you do this, you know what? The normal outflow is this, you will live a blessed life. This has to do with releasing blessing by blessing is how you treat people, how you love them. Not to seek something in return like, oh, listen, I'm going to just pay you this, bro. Maybe you can give me something back. (laughs) eh? It's like, no, 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 just love a man. Just don't, don't, don't like, you know, seek something in return. Just love them. Yeah. Just, just speak well of them. Speak uh, positive things about their life, man. Speak life into people. Don't treat them with such neglect and just chuck them, man. Love them the way Christ loves us. This has to do with how you treat people, how you love them, not seeking a return from them. Peter goes on to quote the psalmist, He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. And his lips from speaking deceit. I mean, we're talking about the blessed life with relationships. And the only way you're going to have a blessed life with relationships is how you speak to people. It's how you treat others with your mouth. Because words are powerful. Can you say amen? amen. Words have power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, the Bible says. James chapter 3 verse 3. Listen to this. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body... Look also at the ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. Verse 6 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. I'm telling you, a lot of people can speak gossip, and that will just spread like wildfire. But can you imagine if people could just, instead of spreading gossip, they spread gospel? Come on now, I'm telling you, if if people could just speak gossip, and just be like, oh yeah, and that just spreads like wildfire, what about revival when it comes to our words and speaking the gospel? to share them the love of God with our mouths, how we testify, how we speak, the manner of how we conduct ourselves, to show them the love of Christ by our words. Such dynamic when it comes to our words, that our our vocabulary, everything that we do, that it should reflect His nature. It should reflect His will that, you know what? Blessing releases blessing and cursing releases cursing. Jesus says in Luke chapter 6 verse 45, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And Jesus gives us a clue and says, Man, the reason why you speak like that? Because there's something deep inside of you that hasn't been dealt with. Woo! There's bitterness inside of someone because they're just like, you know, they they can't speak properly. They they find it so hard to speak because there's a hardness in their heart. They can't forgive. They can't, you know why? Because something's inside their heart. They haven't dealt with, you know what, this bitterness. They've just completely brushed it off aside. I'm just going to go forward, go forward. But yet their words, how they speak to people is affecting them. If you're a bitter person, your heart can be so hard that there's little love. There's little compassion. You can't even find nice words to speak. Because what's inside, Jesus said, out of the abundance of His mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, His mouth speaks. When was the last time you encouraged someone with your words? I mean, think about that tonight. When was the last time you sat down and just shared some words to your closest loved one? When was the last time you spoke words and exchanged words of gratitude to your husband, to your wife, to your best friend, sat down, maybe even call them? just say you know what I I need to tell you something instead of you know gossiping about this person you know let me let me say something good about you our words how much life it brings into someone how much encouragement it brings to someone maybe they might be having such a bad week and your simple conversation of encouragement I'm telling you would save their soul I mean, young people, there's so much, you know, talk in the playground. There's so much talk on the street that young people are committing suicide online. I mean, like literally, like, man, they, they feel so completely disconnected in a social, a connected world. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all these, you know, oh, it's connected, but yet they feel disconnected and so alone. But what if someone could speak life into them? What if someone could just go alongside, sit down and say, you know, how are you going? Let me say this. You know what? You're beautiful. Let me say this. You know what? Don't listen to that because you know what? I love you. No. Let, me, let me say, you know what? Hey, listen, there's, there's things inside of you that I find so beautiful. Come on, you got to sit down, find words and bring the best out of them. Yeah. Are we tenderhearted? That's the thing. Are we tenderhearted? Because I'm telling you, blessing will come in relationships when you begin to speak encouraging words. When you begin to deal with the heart, with the issue inside, and say, God, man, my lips have been far from you. The way I've been speaking has been bad. Maybe something inside needs to change. The way you treat people may it be a, uh, a real reality check for you. Man, I need, to, I need to get something right. But what about you tonight? How do you treat people? How do you speak to people? How do you treat your sons, your daughters? How do you speak to them? How do you speak to the lost, the unsaved? How do you speak to them? I and mean, let's, th- let's secondly uh, think about righteousness for a minute. Peter continues this uh, relational uh, vein. He continues on. His primary issue is the tongue, but he quotes the psalmist, and he introduced them to another key to blessing, and it has to do with our actions towards one another. It says in our text, Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him pursue peace the word evil in this text is translated injurious in other words it brings injury and the word good is benefit and you can see these in these relational terms we can injure people or we can benefit them once again as we ponder this we see the law of blessing built into creation we can see that evil is on any level even if it's deliberate intended to hurt someone it brings harm it's it brings injury we live in a fallen world we need to be you know what touching people's lives with kindness amen we need to be speaking words of blessing not cursing Jesus told us to return good for evil To bless them that curse us and pray for them that despitefully use us for testimony's sake alone. You know, being the sons of God is not just for show. It has to do with unleashing the power, the presence of God. To show them the grace of God. To show them the compassionate side of God. Because this is what the fallen world needs, church. Fallen world needs people who know how to speak properly. You know what? There's people out there that that just completely, every word they speak is a swear word. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the Christian, we ought to not swear. We ought to speak words of life that give life. In our homes, it shouldn't be filled with such profanity, but with such pure words. To encourage someone, to bring life into our homes. Because I'm telling you, when people come into your house, they can sense something. They can sense clearly that something's not right by the words you speak, by the way you treat people. And so let's change that. Let's, You know what, God, help us to love you, to bless others, to speak uh, kind words, to love those who hate us. Let's thoroughly consider prayer because this is how we're going to change. Amen. It's through prayer. Amen. It's so important that we pray because we've addressed the keys to blessing. We've talked about how we ini- uh, initiate these blessings It's found in the Christian principles. And I don't want to just leave it there because there is another aspect, another key that interacts with what we've said this far and has to do with God's promise favor. God's promise favor says in Ezekiel, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. His eyes of the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their prayers. I'm telling you, there's so much possibilities that are unlocked in this statement. Can you imagine a more blessed place than being the focus of God's attention? Where God begins to see you. That God begins to hear you. You know, we, when we determine to live in a certain way, we gain the eye and the ear of God. He is the rewarder. Amen. He is the one who wants to bless you. He is the one that wants to pour out his favor upon your life. God hears the prayers of the saints, the righteous. John chapter 9 verse 31. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. And this is exactly what Peter is quoting. He's saying the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, but he hears And sees the good. This is not only the place we find this statement; it's really very much throughout all Scripture. But listen to James four verse six. But he gives grace, more grace. Therefore, he says, "God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble." Proverbs chapter three verse thirty four. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. So here it is: the Scripture is telling us, man, when we pray, we get God's attention. When we pray, God hears us, he sees us, and he begins to act upon our prayers. Tell you, do you want God to listen to your prayers tonight? Amen. When you set your heart to do good for people, when you begin to speak well of people, to bless people, amen, God watches out for you. God begins to bless you. Amen. It's exciting. When you begin to live good, you speak well of others. I mean, if you want God to speak well of you, you speak well of others. If you want God to do good to you, do good to others. It's really that simple and it's so powerful. And you watch God bless your life incredibly when it comes to relationships and how you treat people. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Simple message tonight. Simple message. The call to a blessed life. Amen hallelujah amen Amen. tonight you're here in this place your heart is not right with God this is very important no talking no running around you're here tonight and you're not right with God I want to ask you a question if you were to die in your sins if you were to die tonight where will you spend eternity where will you spend eternity my friend is it heaven or is it hell If you were to die in your sin, the Bible says it's appointed for man to die once, then comes judgment. If you were to stand before God, what would God say to you? He will say two things, either well done, good and faithful servant, or he will say depart from me, I never knew you. You might say, oh I know Jesus, let me flip the question, does he know you? Does Jesus know you? If you were to die today, does he know you? Do you have a relationship with Him? Jesus died on the cross. Our sins are what separate us from a loving God. Our sins uh, hinder us from entering to heaven. Will you obey God's voice tonight? And will you respond to His love and His grace? Your heart's not right with God, but you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to accept Jesus in your life. You want to be forgiven. I want you to do one simple thing. And just raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Why don't you raise your hand tonight? Say, yes, I want to pray. I want to accept Jesus Christ into my life. I want to accept Christ in my I want to be forgiven. If that's you, won't you raise your hand and say, Yes, that's me. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you once had a walk with Jesus. Maybe you once went to church and you had a relationship with Jesus, but you've gone your way. If that's you, won't you raise your hand and say, Yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. I need forgiveness. Won't you lift your hand tonight and say, Yes, that's me. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? You want to join this honest heart and say, Yes, I want to pray as well. Anyone else, you want to join this honest heart and say, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. You want to give your heart to Jesus. Lift your hand in mine and say, yes, that's me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God loves you. Amen. Come, come out of your seat. If you want to come, come. We'll pray together. Amen. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? Bless you, Sister Lanietta. Amen. Amen. You want to come join your sister as well? Don't be ashamed. Come, come. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Anyone else, you want to come out of your seat? Join these honest sisters tonight and just, I'm going to ask God to come into their lives. Amen. Just repeat this prayer. Uh, just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. Come into my heart and make me a new creation. I'm asking that you wash away my sins and make me new. Give you, I give you the praise i give you the glory